0: podcast. I'm Alison Morgan, business coach at Relauncher. Founder of Happy Skin Co. Dylan Mullen joins us in this Mindful Biz podcast episode. Dylan is a one-time law student turned actor, turned small business sales and marketing advisor. It was during this period he realized that he could become an entrepreneur himself. The company turned their $20,000 original investment into over $25 million in revenue, with 47% of sales being supported in Australia. Since launching Happy Skin Co., the brand has grown a strong presence via social media and has been supported by some of Australia's biggest social media influencers. During this episode, we dive into Dylan's backstory, launching the brand and the journey he's had to date. Hi Dylan, thanks for joining us here today. How are you?
1: Thanks Alison. I'm doing well. I'm doing very well.
0: That's good. Oh my gosh, we've got so much to talk about today with, you know, your journey at starting up a business. But before we kick Mm -hmm. into it, I would love you to introduce yourself to the listeners.
1: Yeah, sure. So uh, my name is Dylan Mullen. I'm obviously the founder of Happy Sinco and um, just started really, really briefly before we jumped and started recording. Obviously, my path here um, to being to being an entrepreneur essentially wasn't definitely wasn't a straight path. I was throughout school. I was I was always the kid who thought that you know going to uni and, and, and getting a job in corporate and working way up that corporate ladder was was the best way to do things, and that was the right thing. And I uh, I, I I planned to do that from like. As early as I can remember at start of high school, I got, got good marks, worked really hard to get into the uni course I wanted and I started <laughs> studying law and I lasted not even the first semester before I realized this would crush my soul to, to go and do that. So then
0: was, I was was it the le- was it the type of work that you were doing or the amount? What was it that just didn't gel with you? It it wasn't the amount of work, like I love, I love
1: working hard. Um, I love like, I, I can work 12 hour days, 14 hour days, super easily if, I'm, yeah. if it's something I'm passionate about. But it was like, it was just like mind numbing stuff that I didn't really care about. Um, and it was just like, wow, I thought for so long, i built it up in my head that this was gonna be the way for me. And then I got there and I'm like, this it was like, it was almost like I sold myself a, a false dream that, I, that never would have worked. Yeah, lucky that you worked that out in the first semester though. Uh, I know. Well, I, uh, I two probably I figured it out. I left after the first semester, but I, honestly, I figured it out
0: after the first three weeks.
1: Really? Um, yeah.
0: Were you thinking what? Like, the, hmm. Yeah. Were, were you thinking? Well, what else? What am I going to do then?
1: Yeah. Well, there, that gets interesting again. So, I was actually doing a double degree of law and commerce, um, and I I didn't drop out straight away. I, I deferred for the year, and I was going to take the rest of the year. I was going to do a bit of a gap year for myself and. I was going to go back to uni the next year and, and do the commerce side of the degree so i obviously had maybe like eight months of the year to, to kind of kill um before that happened and i thought i'm just going to do some things for fun this year i've got time i'm just going to try some things and see what happens and randomly i, I didn't do drama in school or anything like that i thought i don't know what possessed me to do it but i thought look i was pretty unhappy doing more and i hate i'm like what's the opposite of, of war what am i going to do not because i think it's a, a good career path but what I know would be a lot of fun to do so I'm like I'm going to do a little acting course a little short acting course went for like four weeks did that really really enjoyed it. a lot more than I thought I would so then I auditioned for some drama schools full-time and, and and for the next got into one of them and for the next three years I was studying full-time acting mm. um, then got an agent filmed some stuff did all of that um, loved it, still do, still have a lot of friends in the industry and I'd love to to, to one day maybe produce my own my own stuff and, and definitely get back into that. But it got to the point where I knew too many really, really good actors who who might be in their 30s or 40s who had done some really cool things when they were younger and they still had to, you know, work a second job like cleaning a pub or they were still like just trying to make ends meet and I thought, look, I did believe in myself but I, I really wanted to be able to, Take more control of my life because with acting it's like you might be great you might nail it but you don't look like your dad or they just yeah. wanted to get someone like this so I wanted to take more control of my life so that's when I changed my my focus to business and in particular e-commerce just because I didn't have hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank to to or, or any business experience to get a big loan from a bank to open up anything and I didn't even know about e-commerce until I started listening to podcasts really watching YouTube videos um and then that was that was the way I slowly got into this and this skin go happened probably about a year after that.
0: Oh my gosh, you must have been feeling a little bit lost, you know, at at this point where you realise maybe acting isn't a long term career path for you. Um, I did. It was a, it was a weird time. I would. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was definitely a weird
1: period for me because like I I knew I loved it and it wasn't that I didn't enjoy doing it anymore. But at that point, I convinced myself I actually didn't go straight into getting to starting a business. I, I convinced myself again. I wanted to go back into the corporate space, and which I did for a little bit. I, 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 I went straight into it to a, to a media company. We kind of did some business development and marketing and, 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 and worked with small businesses, teaching them how to, like, grow and market themselves. And for a little while, I thought, oh, yeah, this, this could be all right. I worked my way back up the corporate ladder, and I thought that was going to make me happy. And then pretty quickly, going to realise that I'm such a free person. I need to be able to be creative. I need yeah. to be able to build things and work really hard. And, and, and I wasn't satisfied doing that. For, in a job I didn't like, or long term for somebody else.
0: So interesting. Okay, so then enters Happy Skin Co. Let's let's go into what that business is.
1: Mm-hmm. So exactly, and I actually, it's, it's it's another one that might take some people for a surprise. I'm obviously um, a male. I, I started the business. He, he, he left a little while ago, a couple of years ago. But I started the business with another friend, who's also a guy, and obviously two guys started an at home. Like IPL hair removal business, none of us had worked in beauty or had any experience working at a laser clinic. But we just knew well, we. For one, we knew e-commerce was the space. And then, if you looked at some of the brands in the beauty space that that had gone gone big or, or taken off over the last few years, you look at what happened with 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 teeth whitening. That used to be done in a dentist's chair. Someone came up with a product that you could get very similar results by doing it at home. Same thing with with fake tan. You look at everyone used to go stand in one of those tents and get sprayed or go to the salon. And then now there's like how many at home, um, like, like ten self-tens. And we thought, what's, what's a problem or what's a, what's a service? What's a, what's a, what's something that we can create um, where people can do something that would generally have to book an appointment or go to a salon clinic, anything like that to get done and, and do it at home. And once we, once we figured out hair removal and, and realized that no one had really owned that market, no one was really doing anything with like laser hair removal in that space. We, we really knew we were onto a winner there. So first step was obviously testing the product to see if it worked. And once we tested it, just on the first few people and everyone started seeing results, some people after two weeks, some people after three weeks we were like, wow, like this has this got – like we truly believe from the start that this is going to be big. It's kind of like – and now so many people have said, oh, it seems so obvious. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah. And it was just had had that vibe to it straight away. It's like this is, this is going to be something everyone's like, oh, damn it, I should have. So we yeah. just looked for, for it. It sounds so cliché. But for us, it was that gap in the market and where we yeah. could add value and do something differently. How and many years ago? Real quick. Yeah. How many um, years about ago? About two and a half years, almost two and a half years ago now, or a little bit less, about two years and four months ago we launched. We started working on the business uh, about three years ago, a little bit more than three years ago. So from from that first um, decision that uh, at home laser hair removal was going to be our, our, our niche to be launching was almost, almost a year, between nine months and a year working on the business, getting everything right.
0: Wow! Now you had a, an original investment of just twenty thousand dollars, which has turned yep. into over twenty five million dollars in revenue. How yep. how crazy <laughs> is that? It's it's like to say it like that is is uh it's it, it's
1: obviously it's mind boggling definitely um, the thought like and that's that's what people don't realize what you can do. Like I'm a massive believer. Like you can create the life you want to create if you believe in yourself if you work hard and you might not get the, the million dollar idea that first time or the second time but if you if you're persistent and, and, and you and you work towards your passions you definitely can like my life has changed in the last completely changed in the last two and a bit years. Like yeah. I could never imagine what was going to happen. Like yeah like twenty thousand dollars into like tens of millions now it's probably over thirty million dollars in revenue like it's just you know, we even though we believed in the brand and I always thought it was going to be successful my whole goal for the year of 2018 we launched in, in April 2018 my whole goal for that year was just to be earning enough money through happy Skingo that uh, we, we could quit our jobs and, and work on this full-time we had to quit our jobs after two weeks and like we, we'd made like probably close to like 10 million dollars almost in our first year no way. we always knew it was going to be successful but we couldn't have believed how how quick it would it would take off
0: far out okay so where are the majority of sales coming from is it Australia or internationally?
1: Um, so Australia and the U.S. are definitely our two biggest markets. Um, Australia would probably be slightly ahead of the U.S., um, but definitely they're our two main markets. And then we've got like the U.K. and Canada full of little, quite a substantial amount behind them. And then after the U.K. and Canada is kind of our third and fourth, we have we have a little bit of New Zealand and, and, and Europe as well. But the first six months was a heavy, heavy Australian focus. Um, and once we got some traction there and, and built some success there, we went after the U.S. and that was incredibly successful. Um, and then we still have a lot a lot of growth to do in the US, particularly considering the size of the market. Yeah. Um, obviously, things are a little bit weird over there now. And we'll see what economic things or changes and that's a whole other can of worms. Um, goes, how, but, yeah.
0: how did you get into the US market? Did you go over there and do expos or was it just purely from online and digital presence operating from yeah, here?
1: Pure, purely online. Everything we've done has been online um, and it wasn't, so we launched in, in the U.S. probably close to, I'd say, around October, October 2018, we started going after the U.S. Um, and it was pretty good. As soon as we, we kind of just, we made some subtle changes, but it was a, it was a, a very similar copy and paste strategy that we use in Australia, um, like build the awareness, partner with some influencers, get some ads, in, out, going out there, educate the market to a new product that is something that they hadn't heard of before, and barely anyone in Australia had ever heard or knew that you could do like IPL or laser hair removal from home, and America even less so because like obviously if you speak to anyone, this was part of our research. Anyone we spoke to between the ages of like let's say twenty to to, to like thirty five, if you spoke to them and said, "Hey, are you doing laser hair removal in a clinic or have you ever done it?" Honestly, it was over ninety five percent of people were either doing it or had done it in the past. The US is they they do it. It's it's a lot. It's a it's it's. Like, it's popular, but it's a lot less popular than Australia. They're still very big on waxing and, and, and things like that over there. So we thought it was going to take a little bit longer to take off, but it, it grew pretty quickly. And then we, we invested pretty heavily with some with some large uh, influencers to, to partner with as, as brand ambassadors, Some someone like Kylie Jenner's friends and some of that crew. Um, and from the moment we did that, obviously, it wasn't cheap to, to partner with people like that. But we picked very, because we were going to invest a lot of money in it and it was a big market for us, we we chatted to a lot of people, made sure that not only did we think that they they would be able to help us move product, which is the ultimate goal for a brand, but they kind of aligned with our values and how we wanted to be portrayed in the new market. So once we did that, we we worked with probably three big influences between October and start of December. Um, And by doing so, we, we had an incredibly successful Christmas period in the US and it actually caught up pretty quickly to Australia. Australian sales after that
0: what a dream come true huh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, does it just work on dark hair or does it work on light hair as well
1: it'll it'll work on anything from obviously the dark, dark hair is the most effective but anything yeah. from medium to dark blonde all the way up to browns and blacks light blonde some people get results we we, we, we straight up tell people it doesn't really work yeah for light blonde hair for light blonde hair for for red hair and obviously the fine like peach fuzz hair it won't really work some some meat some light blondes will work but anything from like a, a medium or dark blonde is 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 generally enough because it works on that um the contrast between the skin and the hair so if we can have enough yeah. pigment in in the hair so it can find it and do its job
0: uh, right how many times do you need to use it to see a lasting effect?
1: yeah so we recommend most people like a lot of people uh get the results faster than this but what we recommend it's 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 a little bit different to, to going and doing laser in a clinic. For our handsets, for at home handsets, it's once a week for the first 12 weeks. Um, most people will start seeing like a noticeable difference in hair growth after three or four weeks. Some people as soon as the first and second session. But once you're about two months in, generally your hair is going to be growing back very, very patchy. there will be minimal hair growing back. And then just as needed, you will continue on for that four weeks um, until there's, there's very little hair growth. Um, in some parts there be absolutely no hair growth at all and then just whenever you feel, generally we recommend every two to three months, it's different for everybody, everybody's hair grows differently, a little touch-up session here or there um, to maintain your results.
0: Incredible. So what's the impact of COVID been like for you? Have mm-hmm. you had an explosion mm-hmm. of sales or have you had supply, supply issues? What's it been like? Um
1: it's been it's been interesting. There's been a lot of effects for us. All of the above what you said initially for the first, I think it was like mid-March or late March, that first week a little bit of panic hit Australia. Um we actually had a had a very quiet week or like a four or five day period that was that was quite quiet, like unusually quiet for us. And we thought okay, we're gonna be like a lot of businesses affected by by COVID and, and everything going on there. And then the next week, I don't know what changed. Um in, in like the mass the mass consumer world but like it went from one week quiet to the next when in like two weeks that was like it lifted up a little bit bigger than normal sales and then it was just like once they announced the restrictions and lockdowns we we were selling more than we would in christmas Black like friday everything <laughs> months. um so that was that was crazy but so then on the flip side
0: yeah did you yeah, we, stock?
1: Had, yeah well, we had a lot of stock but it went so quick mm. uh, so we were selling more than we planned on and it it took us a long time. So actually, our manufacturers were back online. They only had a month they were that where they were shut. So we could actually get get stock into the country re, pretty quickly, like our stock getting made. But it was the, the the delays from like all our logistics partners, DHL and everyone, because for months they were, had to prioritize medical equipment and PPE. So we had stock waiting here, waiting in Hong Kong, waiting in the airport here, getting clearance. So there was challenges, obviously, there between selling so much more than, than, than usual and not being able to get stock in quickly. But look, we did the best best we could, like, like so many businesses delays. We over-communicated to our customers as much as we could. It was just, yeah, it took everyone by surprise. You couldn't have planned for it, obviously.
0: Wow. Has it settled down now or what's, it ha- what's happened since?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 back, it's back at normality now. Um, we're, we're obviously, I think probably about a month ago, the market in, particularly in Australia started to stabilise the US US is a weird one. It's very up and down. I've like got some really big weeks and a little bit quiet. So the U.S. is still a little bit more um, – it's not as stable. Um, what's really going to be interesting this year, I'm, I'm very interested to see how, how Q4 is for a lot of brands. Obviously, in retail and e-commerce, Q4 is traditionally amazingly big, which I, I still think it will be, will be a big Q4, but it's just going to be interesting if it's the first time because the longer we go into this, obviously – health crisis the, the worst financial crisis gets particularly like I think Australia financially isn't going to be affected as quickly or as bad as 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 the US and other parts of the world but it's still not going to be the same like everyone's spending thousands and thousands of dollars for Christmas and Boxing Day and yeah. all that sort of stuff so I'm very interested to see even with e-com obviously retail has got to take a massive hit in-store retail this Christmas period but how it affects online
0: Mm. Do you sell solely from your website or you have distribution in other channels?
1: Um, no, we, we sell solely from our website. Um, we're actually just starting, um, we've started some partnerships um, throughout the UK and Europe with some, with some, with some quite large retailers. Um, so that's going to be going live in the next couple of months. Um, that's going to be from their website initially and then, um, and then in store. We wanna we wanna test that partnership first, prove that concept, see how it works for us before bringing it into one of our main markets, um, Australia, particularly even the US. So we, we do have some distribution partnerships that are just kicking off that I'm very interested to see how that works now that fits with our business.
0: Yeah. So are there do you have any other new products that you might be releasing in the next year?
1: Yeah, we um we have a lot of new products. Uh coming out in the, next, in the next few months, even there'll be a couple before the end of the year. Uh, there should be another three products launched before the end of the year. They were This is a big year for us for product launches. Um, they were scheduled to come out with um, more like a larger gap in between them, um, but obviously with, with everything that happened with, with COVID and, 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 and delays getting samples made and product testing and going back and forth and changing things, Everything kind of got caught up for a while, so everything's been compressed towards the end of the year. So it's going to be a busy end of the year with with some new products that we launched And like the way that we launch products, and, and it's something like we pride ourselves on. Like there's obviously been, I'm not sure if you've seen, a bunch of like copycats or cheap cheap people who cu- try and copy a business and try and get a similar product and launch as quick as they can. And and there would there's definitely opportunities for us. We could launch we could have launched so many products by now. Um, at the moment, we only have three. Um, we have another three coming by the end of the year, but we really want to make sure if we're going to launch a product, we, we need to make sure it's the best quality it can be. We need to make sure it works. Um so we take our time with them, but we're, we're very close to launching another three, which is obviously which is obviously very exciting for us.
0: Yeah. Well. Wow. I've got to ask, do you have any other businesses apart from this one?
1: Uh, I don't. At the moment, it's just this. Um, yeah. I've got some other things in the works with some other partners that I'm that I'm going in with. So I thought I don't so. Know how I do these things to myself. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm already very busy, but I probably have another. Well, I have another three, three in the works with other partners where yeah. where I can come in and, and kind of advise and, and be involved, but. Happy Tinko is definitely my, my main
0: focus for now. It, well it doesn't surprise me that you say that because the trend is, you know, like once once you start a business and you get it pumping, you you've got mm. so much skill and experience that, that you usually can't help yourself, but at least <laughs> I know, you know, become an investor or something, you know, so that yeah. you see the potential and
1: exactly. how much you
0: really can do.
1: Mm.
0: Exactly. See- and and
1: it's gonna be exciting. Um, yeah. it's just yeah. They were all launched. TAC to launch this year. I'd say two, two of them or at least two of them will launch this year and another one to two maybe next year as well. Wow. crazy. Yeah, I take a lot on, but it's, do, it's fun and I live, I live a full-on life. And that's yeah.
0: I do. do you sleep much?
1: Um, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to get better at sleeping. I wasn't sleeping a lot um, just because I want to, like, fit in as much as I can in the, in the day. But literally if I sleep less than six hours, like I can get through the day; it, it's fine. I was doing that for quite a while—five, five and a half hours a night. But then I, I listened to a podcast as a sleep expert, and then it's like, and just all the things that like sleep like regulates and how many things can go wrong, and 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 not like it's just so unhealthy to not get a lot of sleep.
0: Yeah. Um, and since
1: I've, I try and get seven hours sleep every night, um, I don't always do it. But when I get seven hours, you when know, I'm six hours, I just feel like my energy levels are stable. I can go all day. I don't ever feel like. I need to, like, smash coffees all day. I never feel like I get super drowsy and I need a nap. So seven hours to me is 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 my sweet spot and I really yeah. do my best to get that every day.
0: So good. Are you exercising daily as well?
1: Yeah, I exercise a lot. Um, so I do martial arts. I'm actually a black belt um, in Kung Fu. So that's a big part of my life and my lifestyle. Three nights a week I'm there either teaching. I teach for a couple hours and I train for a couple hours, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and recently throughout, Covid and all the shutdowns. I, I got really into running, and I, I always hated running. Um, but I got into running when, when martial arts was off and all the gyms were shut. And, and it's a habit I've kept, and I'm really, I'm running probably three days a week on top of my martial arts.
0: That's great.
1: It's oh. in my head and just I yeah, feel, I feel so good,
0: mm. so good. All right, so everyone can find your products at happyskinco.com. That's correct.
1: Yeah, yeah, and my happyskinco. Just at Skin.
0: Amazing. Dylan, thank you so much for joining us here today. It's been so interesting speaking to you.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. It was, it was a good fun chat. Appreciate it. Bye.